Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Mel Nick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. has been on fire the past few weeks, 18-2 and two in his baseball pick. Can he keep it up? Just what is this Terminator draft everyone is talking about? Alex from FFPC will join us. All that and more next on Red vs. Blue. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. White Sox do win this game. We 
end up one and one on the day, but on the money side, you're on the upside. I think I think you're uh, I think you're on tape delay or you're on uh, TiVo or something. Mike, cocktails and dreams is in our chat room. Welcome, Chad, uh, to Red versus Blue. He said that Minnesota has won the game, so uh, maybe no, I no, no. There, but uh, no, I'm not on tape delay. I'm watching it as we speak. Okay, I don't know if it's a live broadcast or not, but hey, anyway, I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football. Uh, we have this show every Friday night. Uh, at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can always listen to us on thefantasysportschannel.com. So if you missed the link or you, or you or you can't find us, thefantasysportschannel.com. We're always streaming there, thanks to Mark Ronick and the, and the crew of Fantasy Sports Channel. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast. Just click the little subscribe button on our homepage, and uh, it'll download to your iPod or your MP3 player. Uh, and uh, we're also on iTunes Radio under Blog Talk Radio, uh, Radio uh, Sports Channels. So uh, we're, we're just everywhere, Mike. And, and I'll tell you what, this show is, is uh, going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, Day Drinker Decisions. Josh held with us tonight, uh, breaking down his contest that he's been running uh, all year long. Ran it last year. It was a lot of fun, and this year it's been even better. And what we're hoping to do tonight is come up with some new opinion polls, uh, some, some questions that uh, are, are thought-provoking, and at the same time we can, we can learn from and get ready for our draft. Uh, for example, some of, these, uh, some of these Day Drinker Decisions, Mike, uh, are, for example, uh, which tight end uh, is going to have a bigger year, Carlson, Keller, or Olsen? And everybody kind of chimes in with their pick and why they think that player is going to have a bigger year. Um, you know, which which Matt of the quarterbacks, uh, of, the, of the quarterback carousel here is going to have a bigger year, Schaub, Castle, Hasselback, or Ryan? And you get to hear yeah. all the, the, the big high-stakes guys uh, chime in with their thoughts and opinions on why they think one of their answers is correct. Well, you know what? This is the first year that I've uh, been participating in uh, Josh's deal with the Triple uh, D, and I love uh, every single one of them. It started with uh, MJD versus Adrian Peterson, and then you know you think about one that sticks out of me is the uh, wide receivers with uh, Reggie, Wayne, Reggie Wayne, Roddy White, and Greg Jennings. I mean, who do you take? Who, who you take? Who's going to score the most fantasy points? Um, and it just goes. It goes all over the place with the running backs, uh, wide receivers, tight ends, and then even then uh, his number nine was the NFC South: Carolina, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans. How contentious is that? I mean, that's what we're talking about, and that's going to be a lot of fun stuff. And uh, everybody's checking in on the message board, and uh, that wants to call in. You know, you have a chance to pick that number eleven deal. What, what's it going to be for Josh? I think that's the cool part about this uh, this this idea is just to get some feedback on what would make a good day drinker decision for this contest. And these things are like separated by a fine line. And, and I remember last year there were a couple of them that didn't look so close, and they looked rather obvious to the naked eye. But the season plays out. That's why we play the game, right? I mean, that's Chris Berman here. Okay. That's why we play the game. Every year's a little bit different. There's a, there's there's surprises, and so. Uh, the FFPC has been kind enough to put up a couple of prizes. Uh, they put up a, 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 a top, a, a free, a free satellite entry into next year's uh, FFPC, and uh, like a, I think a 250, and then another 125 for second place. So 250 and 125. Yeah, a couple, couple of free prizes here too. Uh, we've got everybody in the chat room. The Red versus Blue crew is here, and religiously they're with us every Friday night. Thanks, guys, and thanks, crew, for being here. Uh, just to run down a few, Carl Horn, uh, a 
regular cocktails and green chad first time here uh, in a while day drinker josh is, is with us jokers sports betting man prognosticator war kitten and a slew of guests uh guests if you would be so kind to log in and sign into your uh, blog talk radio account or create a quick account uh it, it takes about a minute minute and a half uh to get all your information logged in and then you can join uh the live chat and we'd be happy to have you uh, the phone number to reach us is 347-324-5404. Mike, I'm thinking about a new segment. Uh, obviously, we talk about a lot of high-stakes uh, fantasy football. We want to talk about hardcore stuff. Uh, we, our, our listeners are FFPC veterans, WCFF veterans, NFFC, all high-stakes players for the most part. And right. we, we need to appeal to them with high-stakes content, with, with, with hardcore relevant fantasy content. And we want to do that, but we're also – somewhat of a variety show we we have a little bit of fun and, and we just kind of unwind on a friday night i mean it's the end of the work week for most of us and uh you know we're, we'd like to you know sip on something have a good time and and just let loose a little bit uh and, and we will get hardcore into the in the year we break down all the targets and and our, our projections and injuries and, and from about every angle when the season starts but in the off season i mean we're just trying to keep it together here but i'm thinking of a new segment do you ever get the sunday fantasy football munchies <laughs> We're gonna talk food. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when when you get the day rolling and, and it's beautiful outside, you have the windows open, the doors are open, and you got the the direct TV on, the tickets on, ready to go, and all the games kick off at one o'clock all at the same time. You got your yep. laptop there. Most of us chill at the house because you can't go to the games. Otherwise, you're you're missing out. And it's uh, it's nice enough outside. You don't need no heat. You don't need no air conditioning. You just open them up and, uh, you know, just just have a little fun. Absolutely. I, I used to do it all the time, Scott. Well, and you throw on your favorite jersey for the day. It might be something religious that you have. It might be whatever. But you get your jersey on, and then you're thinking, food. You know, what am I going to do? Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm 34 now, and uh, I'm embarrassed to say that yesterday was the first time I ever – fried my own chips for chip and dip. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, this was the most, This was the. these were the best tasting chips I ever had, I'm telling you. I bought the corn tortillas, I quartered them, cut them up into fours, and uh, so it left me with, uh, uh, I want to say, I, I pulled out nine tortillas, so I had 36 chips there, and uh, cut them into fours and put 12 in a batch and just dip, dropped them in the fry daddy and put them in there for about two minutes, okay? I pulled them out after two minutes, threw them out on the paper towel, dried them off, threw some salt on them, and I'm telling you what, this is this is better than any kind of bag of chips you can rip open. Uh, go ahead and grab your store-bought uh, salsa dip. That's fine. That'll work just fine for this stuff. You put those in there, it'll be the best chips you've had in your life, Mike. So, Well, you know why? You know why they're the best? Because you did it, and you put the effort in, and it's like, I did this, and it's going to be good. Well, there you go. I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but uh, I tell you what, it was a no, lot no. Fun. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I think we've uh, matter one of our episodes uh, before about six months ago. Uh, we talked about food and uh, the, my chicken livers, my chicken livers uh, wrapped in bacon. Oh my goodness, it's real simple. Just you know, just put it on the grill real fast, real quick. Just hit the, hit the grill with a charcoal, no gas grill. We don't do that charcoal and just uh chicken livers wrapped in bacon throw them on there real fast get them good and burnt <laughs> don't even go there 
and then just take them off there and do what? I've got to mute Mike, okay? I had to mute Mike. Mike is officially muted. We cannot talk about chicken livers on our show. Uh, I am going to bring in our guest of the hour since we are 12 minutes in. Mike, I'll go ahead and unmute you now. Um, I'm going to bring in our guest, Josh Held from the Day Drinker Decisions. Josh, how you doing, man? Doing good, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, man, better than I deserve. Hey, it was a, it was a, a pleasure to talk to you this afternoon, and we are just uh, we're, we're excited about this show, man. This Day Drinker Decision Contest, I tell you what, I'm just as in the dark about how this thing started as anybody. And so what I'd like to do is just kind of talk about how this whole thing came about, and then we can kind of get into the nitty-gritty about what we're going to do tonight. Sure, sure. Um, pretty, uh, easy, easy startup. Actually, I, I was on another one of those pay website fantasy advice sites that, uh, we all like to join to read about. And I borrowed the idea from another poster at one of those sites, actually, uh, a few years back. And I participated in it. There was no prizes. It was just, uh, for fun to tweak your draft boards, to start getting stuff going in, in the early summer, like we're doing here. And uh, when the FFPC started last year, I thought it would just be a good idea to, to transfer it over. And uh, the main reason being keep the fantasy talk going in June and July when, you know, when things are slow. And then also, you know, build some camaraderie for the FFPC, keep the friendships alive, keep that all going while we're talking out fantasy stuff and tweaking our draft boards and, and matching stuff up and seeing, seeing what we think in, in June. That's a real big part of it, Josh. I tell you what, just getting everybody on the message boards to, uh, you, you know, you started up in the middle of the summer when people aren't are just now getting into the groove for most of them uh, for fantasy football, and, and these things get your wheels turning. The first one you started off with this year was pretty pretty interesting, and it's kind of like the cover story of the mag the magazines. Who's going to be on the cover this year? Who's going to be number one? You started off with Maurice Jones Drew versus Adrian Peterson. Uh, I don't know if you have the results. Was that was that pretty split down the middle? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I do have the results in front of me. I haven't tabbed them up, but I can take a quick look. And and what I you know what I try and do when I'm looking at them is it's 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 no super rhyme and or reason to it. You know, I just want to start it with something easy, get people's attention. Um, that's always seems to be the 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 headliner when we start thinking about fantasy football is who's going to be the first pick of the year. So. That one's easy. You know, you throw that one out there, you get people talking. Um, this year's more interesting than ever because there isn't a clear-cut number one. Um, you know, it is between AP and MJD, and, and even Forte is sneaking in there once in a while. So, uh, you know, that's why that one got thrown out. But there's, you know, two, two basic things I try and do. I look at, uh, at, at two guys that are statistically going to be pretty close, or at least consensus says they're going to be close uh, looking at it at this point of the year. Or I try and find something that just has a dramatic storyline to it. Like uh, last year we did the Jones brothers. So we did Julius versus Thomas. We know how that turned out. Julius Jones was garbage and Thomas Jones was fantastic. Um, But it had a nice little storyline to it. The Brett Favre saga uh, when that was going on and is going on again when he ends up being on Minnesota. I'm sure we'll have a day drinker decision with, with Brett Favre involved again, of course, you know, and so that's kind of the thought process. Um, You know, they're fun. Uh, it helps you really tweak uh, if you're, you know, if you're looking at at three guys on your draft board, and I try and make it where in the third round these three guys likely will be staring at you, and you look down at your draft board and you say, okay, I got I got three guys I'm looking at here. Do I re- have I really put the time and effort to know why I want 
you know, this guy X over guy Y or guy Z, you know, and, and, and if you've spent the time thinking about it and you've actually done the projections and you know without, a he, without hesitation that, hey, I like Reggie Wayne more than I like Greg Jennings and I don't, I'm not going to look back at all. That's my guy, you know, because those, those are the ones where it can help you uh, on draft day. So I try and get a few of those in there as well. And there's plenty of times that my decision, uh, my opinion, has been swayed by the input of the high stakes community, which makes that so cool because it's on such a public forum of, of such competitors. They come in and they break down the reason why they feel this way. And a lot of times I'm sitting back before I make my decision, so I have more of an educated guess. Uh, but uh, I, I tell you what, you know, let me jump back a little bit, uh, Josh. I, I don't, I don't want to jump off tangent here, but when I first met you, and I don't like to stereotype or anything. But, Mike, and I'll just tell you this, when, when I first met Josh, okay, this is the type of guy, just at first glance, that you remember from your, your, your younger college days, like right out of high school and stuff, you had that roommate or, or that guy who always, like, scored all the chicks, okay? This, this, yeah. This, this, is what, this is how I kind of stereotype Josh. I was like, man, this is the guy, when you're, if you're 20, 22, you're hanging out with your boys, and, and Josh is around, you're going to get uh, leftovers, okay? Because... <laughs> This guy's going to score the hottest one of the, of, the, of the bar, and then you're going to get whatever's left. And luckily luckily so, maybe. You're going to, you're going to grab maybe her friend or her third friend or something like that. Uh, but, and, and Josh, I don't, I don't know if that's kind of how it worked out for you in the past. But I, Are I you that hot, that. Josh, or what's the deal? Hey, I'm, I'm pleading the fifth, and I'm, uh, I'm not – no comment. I'm a happily married man. Yeah, he, he is a married man now. We're talking uh, <laughs> ten years ago, right? So, uh, yeah, but uh, – well, I, I didn't want to jump off tangent. I just wanted to give the listeners a, a kind of uh, insight um, on how we kind of met. But uh, well, I want to jump in real quick, uh, Josh. I think these uh, the, these plays are really they they do make you think and they get you ready for the year. And I, I absolutely love that. Uh, the one thing that you threw in was uh, the number nine, the NFC South, uh, with Carolina, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans. Um, maybe down the road, uh, do another uh, divisional, uh, you know, divisional type of uh, vote, so to speak. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, we did one last year for the NFC South as well, and that was the only division we did last year. And, and it, it came about because, you know, going into last year, I think the NFC had five or six years in a row where the last place team ended up finishing first place the following year. So I thought it would be interesting to see if we did throw that in there, if anyone would jump out on a, on a limb and uh, actually pick the last place team, and only one person did. It was Tommy Yates. Tom Dog went with the Falcons going into last year, and he got ridiculed and laughed at and condemned and flamed. I on saw the, the post. Yep, and then, uh, and then out of the blue, you know, going into the final week of the season, he had a chance to actually gain, you know, that one point on the entire field of the day drinker decisions uh, because he did go out on the limb. So we threw it in again this year. Um, you know, we'll see. The Saints aren't a bad pick, obviously, going into this year as the last place finisher in that division. But, who'd you uh, take yeah, on that I, one? I, I agree. Hey, Scott, who'd you take we... on Well, I'm I sorry, Mike. I yeah, I, I, I went New Orleans. Who'd you go with, Scotty? Uh, that, I went with the Saints as well. I kind of I pulled up their schedule. Strength of schedule is, is big for me, and so I kind of broke down the schedule, and I thought, New Orleans would be good for another game or game and a half by the time I kind of, you know, if I think it's kind of a middle-of-the-road game for them, I'll give them a half a point for it, and then I just kind of do something like that. But that's kind of my strength of schedule thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I took New Orleans. I think they have a little bit of an easier schedule. And, and I think that's why NFL is so good about this, uh, this parity 
is, you know, you have a tough year. You kind of get the breaks with the schedule, and, and, and you, uh, you you pop back in there next year. Let, let's take yeah. a call from the 765. Uh, we're on with Josh Hell from the Day Drinker Decisions. 765, state your name. Where are you from? Uh, my name's Justin, and I am from Indiana. All right, and well, Justin, do you have an idea for the uh, for the decision? Um, not really, but I mean, I'm I'm about to do um, fantasy football here in a little bit, maybe tomorrow morning because I'm about ready to go to bed. But um, I'm just having a difficult decision here whether to choose either Paint Manning or Brett Favre because it's, they're both pretty good players. But I mean, I just don't know. Josh, I'm gonna let you feel that one. You're on the air uh, with uh, seven six five. Uh, say, say the two choices you have again. There, you cut out for a minute on me, Justin. Brett Favre, and who was the other choice? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, huh? Well, you're asking the wrong guy about Brett Favre because I am not a Brett Favre lover. But this is a this is a no brainer. You want to take Peyton Manning all day long, every day. Um, but be sure, you know, depending on your scoring system, you want to be sure you don't take him too early. You know, he's a great quarterback, and uh, he'll definitely be a top-five quarterback at the end of the year, but make sure you don't reach and take him, take him too soon. And, and you know, I, don't, I can't tell you what round that is. It just depends on your scoring system and where you're at, but just keep that in the back of your mind when you're at your draft. Okay. Yeah, scoring system, Thanks. Justin, is very important in fantasy football. I don't know, what, what, what kind of experience uh, do you have? Um, I have about maybe three and a half years of experience for fantasy football. Um, one of the years, um, let's just say that it wasn't my year. Because, like, when I played it, I was a little inexperienced at it for the first time. And, well, let's say all my drafts went down the drain. Well, we can all relate to that. That's happened to all of us. Uh, so, man, uh, you know, just look at your scoring system. Most of the time you're not spending a very high pick on a quarterback, especially when you have uh, minus points for interceptions. You know, Brett Favre is not going to be the guy. There's a clear yeah. gap in fantasy value between Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. So uh, take that for what it's worth. But uh, you know, Peyton Manning is head and shoulders above Brett Favre at this stage in his career. So thanks for the call, Justin. Yep, no problem. Well, we get calls from uh, all over and from all different experience levels, guys. But uh, let's let's get back to this uh, day drinker decisions uh, show. I've got a couple of ideas, and I, I want to throw them out here, um, just just to give just to get the the juices flowing here. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Um, I've got um, which nobody becomes a somebody this year. Uh, you know, so I've got like Mike Walker, Earl Bennett, uh, Miles Austin, and Mark Bradley. What do you think of that one, Josh? I like it. I like it. Um, I definitely want to get those guys involved in some way, and I like the way you, you tied it together with them being nobodies up to this point because they are, you know, they all are, and, and one of them will break out. You know, a lot of people are high on Bradley. I know you are. I'm personally high on Mike Walker. Um, Earl Bennett, you know, I don't know. We haven't seen anything from him. He hasn't even been on the field much, but he definitely has the potential to, to break out huge in that offense if – if Cutler is what everyone says he's going to be for that offense, you know, so there's a lot of different opinions and that's kind of the thing you want, you know, with these decisions, you want some polarizing players where you're going to get people who really believe in each individual guy for their own reasons. And you get it spread out. And at the end of the day, we see who's right and we can, 
we can condemn the the, the ones who are and, and the ones who aren't. You know, we can uh, we can uh, we can roast them a little bit at the end of the year. You know, so yeah, I like that idea. Well, I got one for you, Josh. Uh, just thought I'd uh, write this down. Uh, the the geriatric quarterback crew. I've got uh, <laughs> I got five names. Uh, Mark Bulger, Chad Pennington, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, and Brett Favre. Maybe uh, between those five, you know, throw uh, two or three in the bunch and uh, see what happens. That just just a thought. Sure, sure. No, I like those, and I like I like a few of those especially, Mike. The one I'd throw out of there immediately, just looking at it, is McNabb. I think. His history, he's still young enough. He's got the offense behind him. He, I think he'd get the majority of the votes, and he wouldn't split them. But if you're picking between Bulger, Pennington, and DeLome, exactly what we're looking for. Flip a coin. I mean, everyone's going to have a different quarterback for of those guys. Sure, sure. Yeah, I like that idea. Cool. I think also uh, one of the one of the decisions that I'm sure is coming down the pipeline, because I think I remember it last year, and I, and I definitely misfired on him, but the rookie wide receivers, Crabtree, you know, in the draft you had this drama. Crabtree was the best quarter uh, receiver in the draft, and he was overshadowed by Oakland's Al Davis uh, for speed and Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, but you have you have a Hayward Bay and Crabtree and a, and a slew of other young guys that we could uh, we could put into that decision. Sure, sure, and uh, that was actually one of my favorite ones. You know, once the year wrapped up last year because the guy who won it was Eddie Royal, and he got one vote by Gunny, uh, actually selected Eddie Royal last year, and he was the only one who had him. And uh, we were looking at guys, you know, Deshaun Jackson, uh, him, Donnie Avery made a good showing last year. It was a, a, it was a pretty big year for rookie wide receivers last year, so we'll see if that carries over to this year. And it can be anyone, you know. That's, that's the great part about that poll. So we'll certainly get the – That'll be one of them coming down the road where we have, you know, all the wide receivers taken in the first and second round is how we did it last year, and we'll probably do it, do it again that way this year because it, it keeps everyone in the hunt and anyone can emerge, you know. I mean, who would have thought Eddie Royal going into last season? Very few people thought he was going to be the guy that came out on top of that rookie class. So that'll be a good one. I like, uh, I like this one here. I think, uh, I think you did it last year. Which number two wide receiver – after Bolden and Welker, those are the top two, uh, number two guys uh, in, in the league, but which number two wide receiver is going to really make that uh, step this year? I've got Anthony Gonzalez, Santonio Holmes, uh, Lance Moore, and maybe even throw in Eddie Royal to that. I don't know if that kind of skews it a little bit, but I think those guys are all kind of evenly matched. Yeah, I agree. And I one I was thinking of that's right along those lines was maybe just Eddie Royal versus Antonio. They both seem to be, oh, you know, cool. fourth round, fifth round material, late fourth, early fifth, side by side. They seem to go a lot and one in front of the other, back and forth. But yeah, if you could throw in another number two that that could jump up and 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 take over that number one role, or you know, just just take it over and, and outproduce. Yeah, that's a great pull. You know, I agree with you there. I've got uh, let's see, let's a couple other ideas. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. I'd, I'd be happy to hear from anybody in the chat room. We got Lance in the chat room. RC Techies now, welcome. Uh, my brother Jeff showing up for the first time, man. Uh, wow. Cool. How about that. And uh, Bink Rules, Bink Rules in the chat. We had to we had to dump old uh, old Pat there. 
Uh, how about this one, my, uh, Josh? Uh, who will start more games, Jeff Garcia or Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> oh, I like it. A little inner team quarterback controversy before there's a controversy. Uh, yeah, I, uh, that could, we could do a bunch of them like that. Or, or how about pairing off Reggie Bush Pepper. and Pierre Thomas? You know, same team running backs on the same same thought process there. Yeah, uh, Alex is in the chat room. He says, how about the battle of the backup running backs, Norwood, Leon, or Fred Jackson? And obviously Fred Jackson is going to get a, a big-time head start on these guys the first couple of weeks. I know Dominic Rhodes is there as well in Buffalo with the suspension of Marshawn Lynch out three games. Fred Jackson should get a huge head start on uh, guys like Leon and Norwood who are just kind of, you know, getting those occasional receptions and maybe, you know, six or seven carries at, mat, at most. Sure, sure, yeah, and you know, it's, again, just taking it back to how it helps you on your draft day, if you can do that analysis and and really dial in on which one of those backup guys is going to end up producing, like, possibly as a starter or running back two, that's going to be a huge difference for you on draft day. I mean, un, undeniably, if little Leon, if you can predict that he's going to get more carries than other people think he's going to get, and you get him at a value because of that, it's going to help you. Yeah, Leon, uh, especially the first uh, the first three four weeks, you know, he's kind of under the radar, and then next thing you know, bam! I mean, he he goes off and starts scoring a ton of fantasy points. And what about uh, I'm gonna throw another one at you? The uh, it's Miller time. The most points by tight end with the last name of Miller. Okay, how many how many okay. we got here, Mike? We got Zach. We got Heath. Billy, oh, he, Billy, he's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Saki, uh, Saki is back, and who knows uh, how long he'll be back for. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, that, that's again, that's one of those where most likely everybody's going to take a Zach Miller, and they're going to and they're going to make it a no-brainer. And then a couple of guys will, to be contrarian, they'll take Heath, and even though statistically. I was going to say, I, like, could, I could take Heath. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to be that involved, as involved as Zach was when he led the team in targets so and catches. And so, you know, the the common sense in you will take Zach, but the gambler and, and the one that's trying to get an edge in the contest will take will, will take Heath there. And, and, and that's kind of what I did just recently on, on that one you put out there, Josh. Um, you put uh, number 10, day drinker decision number 10, was Chad Johnson, Vincent Jackson, or Antonio Bryant. And – if I, if I had to draft one of those guys, I'm going to draft Vincent Jackson just for me because I'm not going to touch Chad unless it's real late. Uh, I would take Vincent Jackson in there, but the fact that I saw everybody taking Vincent Jackson and, and I was chiming in late in the game, I kind of took Bryant because, I mean, you know, he was a top ten wide receiver last year with Garcia, and Garcia is nothing, you know, to brag about here. Uh, so I kind of took him, even though I felt that Vincent Jackson would be better, I, for the purpose of this contest, I went Bryant. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, if you're playing strategy as to how to win this thing, I mean, that's that's something you got to look at. And, and you're going to draft slightly different than you're going to pick from time to time because you're drafting for upside a lot of times, and Vincent Jackson possibly has that upside that you don't think, you know, Ocho Cinco or, or uh, Antonio Bryant has. So, you know, you may draft a different guy than you'd select in this, one, because, you, you know, you're, you're the contrarian and you're trying to win the contest and uh, – and two, because hey, it, it, if they're not that far apart, why not go for the guy that can that can get you a, a point on the field in this type of in this type of format? 
We've got we've got one in the chat room here. Uh, Carl Horns came up with it. Uh, what do you think about this one? Um, number one wide receivers: Ginn, Hester, or Cotchery. Those have all got question marks. Ginn obviously is a number one on Miami, getting getting into the into the swing of things. Hester with Cutler, man, that's just dynamite. You know, that's lightning in a bottle right there. And then Cotchery with a new quarterback. Who knows what's going to happen with that? I mean, but you get a number one wide receiver late. Those those are all guys that are drafted probably in, in what, the sixth or, no, I'm sorry, maybe later than that, probably the seventh or eighth round. If anybody has ADP in the chat room, look that up. What's the ADP of those guys? But you could you could, you could could sell that one that way. Which number one wide receiver in the eighth round or, or, or greater would you like to have on your squad? Sure, yeah, those guys are all going to be wide receiver threes on fantasy teams most likely, um, and they can, you know, outplay that that position on your squad and, and end up being a, a wide receiver two or even a wide receiver one with with their potential and i really like the ginn versus hester because they're kind of the same player they're both you know afterburner type speedy outside receivers um they're deep threat um unfortunately teddy ginn has noodle arm pennington while while jay cutler's going to be launching him to hester but you never know. You know, the offenses will dictate that. And then I do like throwing in a wild card into a decision like that, like Kotri, because we don't know what he's going to do either. And if, if someone has the ability to project that Kotri is going to have a better year uh, or receive more targets or have more receptions or however they do their projections, if someone is has the, the fantasy football ability to see that, they should have that option to pick him and, and try and win this contest going that route. So, yeah, that's a great one there by, by Carl and – uh, definitely, that one that one's getting written down, and, and it'll probably you'll probably see it in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Yeah, so we have a we have a candidate winner right there. Uh, somebody else replaced Cotry with Donnie Avery, maybe as a as a new number one there as well. Uh, Ginn, Hester, and Avery all also number ones. You could probably throw Avery into that. Uh, somebody looked up the ADPs for us as well. It looks like Avery is is ADP of eighty three, Cotry at eighty five. Hester at 96, and Ginn, uh, arguably uh, one of one of the better options there at 111. So huh. I think you could probably, you, may, you maybe even uh, throw in that fourth option there and make it a make it a real sure. interesting race. Sure. Um, one thing I wanted to do on the show tonight too, Scotty, is look back at last year and some of the comments and some of the some of the decisions that the FFPC members made last year so we can give some credit where credit is due on a few of these and we can uh, we can uh, dig our claws into a few of these uh, comments here that the guys thought they knew exactly what they were talking about and they couldn't have been more wrong because, again, part of the reason I did this was to keep the banter going, uh, let us all talk in the off season, and the best part about fantasy football is uh, when you're right, letting everybody know it, and when you're wrong... <laughs> Everybody letting you know it. So I think it'd be fun to uh, revisit a couple of these and show how wrong and right a lot of us were. Sure, let's do it. I love All that. Right. Here, here, uh, here was one that uh, I, I thought was very interesting. It was last year. It was uh, day drinker decision number nine, and it was Ryan Grant versus Brandon Jacobs versus Jamal Lewis. Okay, and I, just just hearing those names right now will tell you how much changes in the NFL from one year to the next. Last year, 18 voters voted for, for Ryan Grant to be the number to be the best back of those three. Nine voters voted for Jamal Lewis, and five people voted for Brandon Jacobs. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, crazy when you think of that. That's how much it changes from year to year. And obviously, Brandon Jacobs finished the best out of those three. He was the through through 16 weeks. He was the 15th best running back. 
Uh, Grant was the 27th best running back, and then Jamal Lewis was 32nd. So, you know, Jacobs outscored Ryan Grant by, you know, a full 50, 45 points or so uh, through 16 weeks. And, you know, uh, a regular on this show is Invictus. I don't know if he's here tonight, Michael. Uh, but his his comment was, you know, this is a no-brainer for me. It's Grant. Jacobs is the third best back on his team. <laughs> you know, so, okay. Okay, Invictus, we'll take that for what it's worth, buddy, and we'll remember that one. And that's what's great about it because it's in writing and it's on the message board and, and we're going to know about it forever. So so there we go. And uh, only five people got it right, so there wasn't a whole lot of comments to find, about you know, about the people who chose Jacobs. But Tom Dog, uh, Recovery Boys, he did uh, – he did get that one right. He uh, and he just said he was going by his gut because it was too close to call for him. So that paid off for him on that day drinker decision. That's um, pretty cool. Another like one it. here. You yeah, know, another one here. This one, this one was great too. That'll that'll show you how things change from year to year. Santonio Holmes versus Kelvin Johnson. You know, how do you think that one? How do you think those votes tabulated going into last season? And I think this day drinker decision was number eight, so it probably happened. Uh, at the end of June is when is when we threw this one out there. Any guesses as to how that split was? Uh, I, I bet it was I bet it was big time, Calvin. Okay, Scott, no, what no, do you no. think? No, no, no. If if with San Antonio Holmes in the picture, yeah, I don't think anybody expects a big year out of Calvin year one. So I, I'm, I'm sure it, they I'm sure they were heavily in, in favor of, of Holmes. Yeah, it was going into year two last year, his second year. So. It was uh, San Antonio Holmes actually got 21 votes, and Kelvin Johnson got nine. Wow. How about that? Yeah, and look at Kelvin Johnson finished, what, wide receiver number five or six, and San Antonio was down there in the, in the you know, high teens or somewhere in that at the end of the year. And there's some good comments here. we got to call out the prognosticator on this one because he had the best comment, I thought, uh, to uh, roast him a little bit here on the show. He wrote, uh, I don't see how Kelvin Johnson can be a 75-catch, 1,100-yard, eight-touchdown guy without Mad Mike, meaning Mike Martz, and with Roy still the number one receiver. But I can easily see Santonio Holmes putting up those numbers. <laughs> so well, funny, how, funny how we learned and how we're wrong on that one, huh? I guess he was kind of right, though, because Roy did get moved uh, to make that kind of situation happen for him. So. Sure, sure. He's half right there. Half right, absolutely. Absolutely. He's notorious uh, for giving himself a back door. Yep. Yeah, we'll uh we'll let him off a little bit on that one. Uh but sports betting man, I don't know if we can if we can let off the hook here. He wrote, uh there's many wide receivers like Calvin Johnson out there to grab later in the draft, whereas San Antonio Holmes is more valuable and explosive. He's three to one better on a hundred yard games and two to zero better on multi T D games. This this one's not even close. Antonio Holmes was his choice. So uh, again, again, you know, love it. You know, and, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, to keep people from writing their comments and and, and putting it no. down because we're all wrong and we're all right, you know. And it's just all in good fun. But uh, you got to be confident, especially if you're playing high stakes. You got to have an opinion and you got to throw it out there, and you got to see if you're right. And especially when there's prizes on the line in this thing, you know, we're all playing for satellite leagues in this one now, so. Uh, it's great, you know. Josh, we love we love sports betting, man. It's awesome. Hey, Josh, I, I love it that you uh, keep those quotes and uh, keep them running uh, because you know a year from now, you know, I, I would love, you know, to hear you say, "Well, Mike, you screwed up here. This is what you said, and it didn't come to fruition." So that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Sure. 
Sure, and that's why I'd encourage people that if you do sign up and play, uh, you know, it, it's more fun if you do write an explanation of why you're picking a guy as opposed to uh, just throwing the name down in every single one, you know. And, and, and you know, we give, we're giving sports betting man a hard time on here, but at least he's taking the time to get into the contest and write his opinions and, and have some fun with it, you know. And like we said earlier, that's the whole point of it. So, uh, you well, might, see, I've you been, I've been guilty of it. Uh, I've been guilty of it myself uh, through the first uh, nine or ten just saying, I'll take so-and-so, and that's it. But uh, I think sure, that's okay. from this point on, uh, I'm going to elaborate a little bit, and that way either I can really feel good about it, uh, you know, a year from now when we talk about this, or get me down the road. Either way, it's, uh, that'd be great. Sure, sure. Well, we've been given the bad stuff. Let's talk, if I can, Scott, maybe give one, one, uh, give some credit to one of the guys from last year as well that's on the chat room tonight. I see. Sure. Um, there was one. It was uh, Michael Turner versus Ernest Graham last year. And again, we look back and go, well, how did everyone not pick Michael Turner? Well, there's a lot of questions on Michael Turner going into last year. New system, new team, rookie quarterback, new coach. Um, so you know, Ernest Graham had, had come off a decent year. Uh, 25, 25 people selected Ernest Graham, and only seven people selected Michael Turner going into last year in the day drinker decision. So, you know, that's a huge difference, and everyone wanted Graham. And we look back and look at what Turner's turned into. And so I got to give props to, to War Kittens. War Kittens, uh, formerly War Kittens, currently the yellow line is unofficial. Uh, his, his quote on the message board in the day drinker decisions was this last year Turner will be a top 10 back this year. Maybe top five. Give me Turner. Cool. That just that just goes How to show that? you we know absolutely nothing about this. We we have a we have a we have a good guess, but uh, it's all it is is a guess. These guys uh, sometimes they just come out of nowhere. Let's take a let's take a quick call from the seven two seven seven two seven. You're on the air with Day Drinkers, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Who's this, Scott? Oh, this is Josh. Yeah, Josh, we're all on here. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm calling from uh, Florida. Oh, uh, First time in uh, FS, FFPC this year. And I uh, was just checking, listening to you, and, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good uh, idea and show you have here. We have a, we, are you, we uh, are you participating in the, in the contest currently? Yeah, yeah, I got into it. Oh, yeah. What's your, what's your message board name? It's, uh, my team name is uh, Peacemaker. You've probably seen it. Peacemaker. I've been on, there on the message board. Well, we're, we're glad to have you, man. This is a lot of fun. We just get together on Friday nights. We usually just chat about football and, and a couple of the of the controversial uh, subjects of the week. Uh, something that's uh, worth discussing. And this week we have day drinker decisions on to promote this contest that we're all having fun with. Uh, number 11 is on the way, and we're trying to trying to help Josh come up with number 11 this week uh, here on Red versus Blue. So, so definitely come back and join us. And are you going to be drafting in Vegas, or are you going to be drafting online, Peacemaker? No, no, I'm a, I'm in a couple leagues right now online. Uh, I just got in that uh, that uh, that one he just opened up. Uh, I was supposed to draft next week, next Friday, if it fills up. So, uh, let me let me. Let me, let me let me ask you a question. We're going to have uh, Alex from FFPC on here in just a minute, so just hang on the line with us, Peacemaker. How did you hear about the FFPC? Oh, uh, just online. Uh, mostly just uh, 
online, I guess, is where I saw it, I guess. Yeah, it might have been through uh, MDC, too, the uh, the mock draft, I think. I think I saw a promotion there. Well, it's always interesting to welcome new players, and, uh, oh, and we're, we're glad deal. to have you, man. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a this event that you're going to see grow uh, tenfold here in the next couple of years. I really feel like it's, it's gaining momentum, and you're doing a lot of, of of fun things like this day drinker decision contest for the players, to just to kind of keep everybody involved. And and then we do the show, and we have these live satellite drafts. We're just we're just trying to to get to the players in any way we can to to have a good time with this hobby we we enjoy so much. Right. So. I kind of had an idea for uh, uh, DGD maybe. Uh, what about an overall defense? You do any defenses at all, or is it just, just players? Or Great. You know what, we haven't in the past, but, yeah, I mean, we, it, it can go any direction. You know, defense would be a fun uh, final one maybe, the last one to come out, because it is such a crapshoot, and if someone has the ability to predict defenses and they're good at, at deciding which one it's going to be, then, hey, yeah, why not throw it out there as a day drinker decision? So that's a, that's a good recommendation, man. We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe throw out the Steelers and the Eagles and the Giants and you know exactly. Cowboys Bears and let oh, people Mormon. fight it out and see who's the best. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been doing some drafts and it seems like everybody's been swaying towards Pittsburgh. Like a, a you know I've I've seen as early as like fifth, sixth round. I mean they've been taking Pittsburgh Steelers in drafts and I don't know. It's early for you know taking a defense, but uh, hey, it's if quite I had, a, if I had to pick a day drinker decision on that, great call. I like this a lot because it's it's one of the yeah, overlooked overlooked plays here. And and you see these, this time and time again. You have a great team, and then you're playing a defense like the Steelers, and they romp up 15 or 20 points on you, and it just really hurts you. But yeah. I like maybe the Steelers, the Chargers, the Vikings. Maybe put something together like that, and and I think yeah, Baltimore, Philadelphia. Sure, you could throw. I think you yeah, could throw ten of them out there for defenses. It's such a crapshoot. Uh, throw ten deep. Let the Jets get in there. I think someone on the on the chat room through the Jets. I agree. I think with with uh, Rex Ryan running that defense and Bart Scott, you know that they they definitely have the potential. A little Leon returning punts, they could be mm-hmm. a number one defense. You know, so yeah, I mean you could throw ten ten top tier defenses out there, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of those ten didn't finish the number one defense. You know, it's it's that it's that much of a variety from year to year. Oh, Let's yeah. bring on. We only have about 13 minutes left. Let's bring on Alex Kaganowski from the FFPC. He has joined us. Alex? Hi, guys. What's up, Alex? <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, a slew of, of, of FFPC guys here uh, tonight, so this is a great time for you to be here. We've got a new, uh, a new member of the FFPC in Peacemaker with us. Um, he, he's joined us tonight, so I'll let you guys uh, get to know each other here. <laughs> This is like one of those uh, one of those one eight hundred chat fantasy football lines, huh? We've got about ten guys <laughs> yeah. on this line. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Alex? Hey, welcome aboard. I'm glad you found us. Uh, Mock Draft Central, I guess you said. Uh, you know, they're they're uh, a business partner of ours. They uh, we do live drafts with them, and uh, obviously good friends of ours. Jeff is a good guy there, so I'm glad you found us. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's, uh, I like it. I like it so far. It's uh, a lot of good people. Well, Alex, real quick, uh, the reason why uh, we wanted to have you on today is because a, a lot of us in this circle, in this space, have been talking about this Terminator contest. Uh, real briefly, it's a $350 entry fee where you can win five grand. Um, the drafts are going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's going to be fun. Midweek drafts at 9 p.m. <laughs> On August 25th, 26th, and 27th, three consecutive nights, 
and, and this idea that you guys come up with uh, is, is real interesting, where you're terminating players on your own team every week. Talk a little bit about that concept and what makes that uh, interesting for us. Well, you know, uh, we try we try to come give you guys something new and, and uh, something creative, and I think in this particular instance we we may have uh, hit a home run, at least conceptually. We'll, we'll find out uh, after it all plays out at the end of the year. But uh, the Terminator basically is a draft expert concept, uh, draft expert format, where you draft 26 rounds, uh, a roster of 26 rounds, 26 players, and starting with prior to week one, you have to drop a single player off your roster every right. single week. So after week one, you'll have 25 players. After week two, you'll have 24, so on and so forth, until you're left with 10 players entering week 16. Wow. Now, by that time, it would be determined, obviously, whether your team is going to be fighting uh, for the championship round or fighting for the consolation round, uh, but uh, you will still have a shot at the money, uh, some sort of money, because we do have uh, some money for the consolation round as well. But, uh, but the interesting you, thing here is the the interesting uh, thing here is who are you going to drop? Uh, right. I guess uh, in week one it would be pretty simple. You know, you drop some uh, scrub uh, that you know you just uh, picked up for the hell of it, or maybe some uh, maybe a third defense or uh, maybe a third string kicker or whatever. The, whoever you pick up that you feel you're never going to need. But uh, once you get to the middle of the season, you have to drop players that are actually producing for you. You know, the question is who are you going to drop and uh, you have to take into account injuries, and you have to take into account um, bye weeks, and uh, obviously you have to take into account what's going to happen two, three, five weeks down the line. So, quite honestly, I don't know exactly where this is going to take us as far as you know how, what the strategy is going to be for this draft, but but I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's going to be fun to find out. Well, I tell you what, the, the interesting part about this, like you said, you're, you're, you're not only terminating players on your own team, but if you fail to drop a player, you are the one terminated that week. Uh, and it's very important that you get in there, log in, and I guess before kickoff, right, you have that deadline, it's before kickoff, you have to drop that player. Um, yeah. yeah, you could drop a player any time uh, during the week up to kickoff. And uh, Dave and I, my partner Dave and I, we were discussing this concept, uh, you know, I suggested let, let's uh, terminate um, any team, or, or he asked, uh, I should say, he asked, well, what's going to happen if somebody doesn't terminate him? And I said, you know what, if they don't, if they forget to drop a player, they're out. And Dave said, uh, isn't that a little harsh? I'm like, you know what, it is harsh, but <laughs> we're playing with the big boys here, and uh, if you can't, all you have to do is drop one single player every single week. And if you can't do that, you're out. Well, and just a few a few other notes about this for people who are who are on the fence about joining. It's a $350 entry fee, a little bit higher than the satellites, but the reason is because you've got that that upsized prize of 5K. And and here's the details about that. It's a 13 week regular season. You're you're playing best ball, so basically your 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 lineup is optimized every week. If you have six wide receivers on your team, you don't have to submit a lineup the best three or four or two, whatever, will start for you. Uh, it's a total points league from what I understand. And so at the end of that 13 weeks, the top four teams are going to advance to a three-week championship round 
Uh, and so if you have five leagues, there's going to be four from each. That's 20 teams. You're going to have a one in 20 shot, a 20-man playoff, going and vying for that 5K prize. But I mean, it's not that difficult to get in the top four in your league. So you, you should be able to make first, second, or third in your league. And, and I don't have those prizes in front of me, Alex. But the first place I remember is a satellite, a free entry. It's a, I'm sorry, it's a free entry into the main event next year, right? Yeah, I actually, uh, you caught me off guard. I don't have those in front of me either, but I do believe it's uh, uh, it's a fifteen hundred dollar cash value or a free entry into the two thousand and ten FFPC main event. I think second place is, uh, I believe, three hundred dollars. Uh, and then um, I apologize, I really don't have those. I've got, in front it, I've got, it, I've got it right here. It's a free entry, uh, fifteen hundred twenty-five plus cash option or fifteen hundred dollars cash. Second place is a free entry into the Terminator tournament next year, 350 or the cash option for 300 So you get your money back at second place. Right. Uh, third place, you get 200 back, so you get a little bit of something back if you can just make third. And I'm assuming that's just a total points. If you're in first, second, or third at the end of those 13 weeks, that's your that's your finish? Yeah, it's it's, all, it's total points. So um, just like uh, your your standard draft experts format where uh, you, you it's all ba- based on total points, uh, and um, at the end of week 13, every team that's going to move on, whether it be the championship round uh, or the consolation round, they're all going to be uh, they're all going to have 13 players on their roster. So going into week 14, 15, 16, they'll have 13 players, and they'll still be making those drops. So it's it's going to get pretty exciting, especially you know when you when you're going to have those teams fighting for the uh, for the grand prize to see you know the game that they're going to play as far as you know who to drop and try to um, you know, work out strategy as far as uh, looking at the other rosters and uh, any common players. I mean, th- there may be some really interesting, uh, interesting strategy there. There's two good questions in the chat room, Alex. One from Warkin, do you have to keep a legal team or can you drop all of your kickers? Um, it's a great question. And Dave yeah. and I went back and forth on this. And ri- initially I thought that we uh, must enforce – a legal roster, uh, and after thinking about it a little bit more, I believe that uh, uh, well, there's not going to be an enforcement. Uh, in other words, uh, to answer the question, if you'd like to drop all your kickers, you're more more than welcome to do so if you feel that is the winning strategy. Giraffe. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at uh, the chat room here. Another great question that we had was. Can you change a terminated player during the week? For example, you go in, you're setting your lineups for all your leagues. You've got 50 leagues, like uh, a couple people in the chat room. And if you go in and, and go ahead and drop your guy on Thursday, and all of a sudden on over the weekend you got a guy with an ACL or something, is there any way to change that? Can that be reversed with a phone call or something along that line? Absolutely not. Uh, you have one shot at it. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely not. You have one shot at it, and you could take it on Tuesday. You could take it on Wednesday, you could take it on Saturday, or you could take it on Sunday, five minutes before kickoff. So you can, that is up to you as the owner, as the, the manager of your team, to decide what you want to do. Just make sure when it's uh, Sunday morning, you don't forget to drop that player. Otherwise, Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming to get you. <laughs> I am the Terminator. <laughs> this is the Terminator, man. I'll tell you what. But Okay, so we've got a... We've got a 13-week regular season. It's best ball. It's a points race. And then the top four from each advance for a three-week race. 
for that 5K top prize, um, and that's going to be awarded to one person. They will be awarded uh, the title of Terminator, I guess, Terminator Champ. Second place gets $1,000. Third place, 500. Fourth place uh, gets a free entry into another Terminator. And then you've got a couple of consolation prizes as well for, the, for those guys battling it out. I guess it's another uh, 40 guys in the consolation round. Um, top two prizes yeah. there get another free entry into the Terminator for next year. So yeah, it's worth it's worth mentioning that um, the the payouts are based on uh, 60 teams in this tournament. Um, we are currently uh, we've sold already almost uh, um, actually over 30 teams. Uh, so we have probably around 28 or 29 teams still available. Uh, and and you know. Um, uh, I think we're going to get very close to 60, if not sell out. I'm pretty certain of it. And uh, the prize, uh, the payouts are at 85% based on 60 teams. So, you know, it's definitely it's a great concept. The the, the payouts we made, the payouts are really enticing. And uh, you know, entry fee is 350, so it's, you know it's not nothing uh, you know nothing too yeah. crazy. And also, uh, you draft on three three different days, like you said, Scott, and you could you could actually purchase more than one team and draft one team on each day, and we've actually had about a handful of people who have uh, uh, who have taken that option as well. That'll be a fun week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, for anybody listening, you can go to myffpc.com. It's right there on the homepage, uh, the Terminator draft option, uh, right there on the left. And, and when I think about this contest, I'm trying to figure out a strategy for myself, Josh, and, and, and here's what I came up with, and you tell me if you've given this any thought. But with no free agency, 26 players, and you have to drop court players like crazy, I'm thinking quarterbacks are going to be more important than normal. Uh, if you have an injury, you better have a stockpile of quarterbacks because very likely you're going to be dropping some of those guys. And, and I feel like you better have a, 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 little, a few more quarterbacks than normal. Yeah, I think you either go that route or you just take your chances. You know, you got you got to go one way or the other. You got to either play it safe and have backups at each position in case you do have injuries, or you take a gamble and you just go with who you go with and try and build a, a great team of, of uh, one depth kind of guys. And uh, if they get hurt, you're done. You know, but that may be a strategy too. But you, you know, I think they're both right. You know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in year one and see which strategy ends up winning this thing. And it's an interesting concept. It'll be fun to watch. I, I personally would like to uh, – I'd like to go with the uh, three quarterbacks and take my gamble and uh, be done with it. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. the other thing that's um, going to make it all interesting, you have to keep in mind the FFPC format, which is uh, two, two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex with a tight end uh, – being uh, uh, being able to be a flex player, so I think that is also going to play a role in in the strategy of who of who to drop. And uh, like I said, I, I really have no idea. If you were to ask me, you know, what what do you you know, what is a good strategy? I personally have no idea. My job was to create this thing, and it's your job to figure out how to win it. So it, I, I, it'll be it'll be fun watching it. I, I can tell you that. Well, I bet I love it. Been an absolute pleasure having uh, everybody on the show this week. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining. Alex, thank you. Mike, as always, uh, my, my big blue co-host here. Uh, we, we did it again. This was show 38. We've done it. We'll, uh, we've, we've, we've got 39 coming up next week, and we've got a couple of big, big shows coming up. I can't say anything yet, 
but you are going to want to stay tuned uh, next Friday for a very special show. The ink's not dry, so I can't bring it up, but uh, I want to tease it a little bit. From all well, the- I, I, I just want to say... You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Mike, could you believe the question we had, Brett Favre or Peyton Manning? I know. What was that? Did you really send that to me, man? Thanks for that. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he really knows what's going on. You know, because I mean that that couldn't be real. That was a setup. He sounded somebody. a little bit like a retard. <laughs> yeah, he was a little slow. I don't hey, know. Is that uh, Josh? Is that you? Yeah. 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 I think he said he wanted to sound either autistic or kind of retarded or whatever. I don't know, man. That was a setup. I didn't know what to say. I was like, uh, well. (laughs) It was an Indiana guy, though. I saw a 765. That's about an hour and a half. There you go, Indiana. It makes sense. That was one of your friends, I bet, giving you shit. I don't know. (laughs) It was one of your buddies. (laughs) But I tell you what, I tell you what, Scott. Hey, Scott, Josh. You guys both did really well of masking masking it and making him feel good about, well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> when you really know, you, want, you don't know who it is, you know. Really you want to say, dude, shut the freak up, man. You're stupid. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. him, but I, I couldn't do it. No, I, I don't know. So you don't know who it is. You can't be mean. You don't know who's listening. And that's you just got to, exactly. you know, you got to be politically correct on that one, you know. Exactly. <laughs> well, Josh, I appreciate you you coming on, man. And you you got a couple of options here. I mean, I think we uh we had the rookie wide receivers, but you're probably going to do that anyway. You had um Yeah, I like the Ted Ginn, Devin Hester, Cotri one a lot. That was good. Yeah. Uh don't forget about the which nobody becomes a somebody. Uh the Mike Yeah, I wrote that one down. Tell me who you had again. You had Bradley Walker and which other two? Uh Earl Bennett and Miles Austin. I think I think you might Miles, get a bit of Miles Yeah, play. he's definitely in play this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh let's see, I had I had another one here that I don't know if you could What about the old quarterback? Uh the Detroit number two. Who's gonna emerge as the Detroit number two? Uh Ronald Curry, Bryant Johnson or newly acquired Dennis Northcutt. Not that it would matter, I don't think at all in any fantasy circle. But, uh, no, but I think it's a great question. I absolutely, I think, I think one of those guys actually will matter. I think they will put up enough numbers. I don't know which one, but whichever one does emerge, I think will be a factor. You know, I think, I don't know, draft, I don't know. Maybe in a draft, you know? Maybe in a draft master format. Maybe in a draft master format. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna know when to start them, but. Uh, right. You never know. I mean, if that offense can somewhat pick it up and Kelvin's going to draw double coverage, and you know, you never know. And another thing, uh, Josh, I know you've got a ton on your plate, uh, a lot of different uh, suggestions, but, uh, you know, think about the old quarterbacks, uh, Bolger, Pennington, DeLone, Favre, and then the uh, Bisnell. Warner. Warner's an old quarterback. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't you – don't go there, boys. He's leading us to the promised land. 
<laughs> exactly. How about, how about how about which running back duo, running back by committee, is likely to produce the most points? You've got you've got a lot of options here. Obviously, Chris Johnson, Linda, yeah. D. Will Stewie, Turner Norwood, L. T. Sproles, Bush Pierre, and Barber Felix. That's uh, that's a really good one. I mean, all of those guys. You know, yeah, I think I think D'Angelo. Stewart would win the, as far as votes, but any one of those guys could win it. Pierre Bush, I mean, those guys could both be top 15 running backs. Sure. Hey, uh, one, one story we didn't even get to, guys, was uh, Sean Moreno. He may not be the workhorse back. They're reporting that right now that uh, we're going to find out in training camp when it starts July 31st. He's going to outclass these guys on the team. But you've got, I agree. Uh, they I'm, brought in Buck Halter and Lamont Jordan. And I just think that he's going to run circles around these guys, and they're going to be like, we have to put, give him the ball at week one. Yeah, I agree. I'm so high on that kid. He's the, by far, I think, the best talent in the draft as far as running back. And you watch him play and his hips, he's just amazing. And that line is good. I mean, I, I'm with you, Scott. I know you think Denver's offense is going to be a lot better than people think. I'm the same way. I mean, they have a good line, two awesome receivers, an offensive-minded coach, and Orton is not as bad as people think he is. He's not a bad quarterback. Yeah, well, we've got we've got uh, we've got more to see, man. And uh, you know, I appreciate you having you on the show this week. And uh, you know, Daydreamer Decisions is always a fun contest. And I'll bet you we get a few more signups now uh, into this contest. And I'm telling you, I would like to see this turn into something big next year, where we all throw up a little bit of an entry fee, and then maybe there's an, a, a bigger prize because this is talking. About, this is knowledge. This is this is this is tied into what we do. And they've got several other side contests. I think we've got room for one more. Sure, sure. Well, we'll push them and, and see if we can make it a money deal. Well, the one thing about it, uh, real quick, Josh, at the beginning of the show, what you said was uh, this could impact your draft. Uh, your day drinkers' decisions could impact your draft, and uh, I think I think we did that tonight, and I appreciate you. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate it, guys. I'll uh, if I don't talk to you before, I'll see you in Vegas. We're out.
all the sunshine Everybody had a wet dream Making the temple was a good time Oh yeah, oh yeah Everybody made a movie Everybody had one line Everybody went to Zandy We'll be seeing them in no time Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah Oh, 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 oh I got a feeling Oh, oh, oh I got a feeling A feeling deep inside Shook like Brandon Moss and Jason Perhaps over but numerals don't fit in y'all's equation If your opinions coincide with that you ought to save them Cause the quote the greatest southern rapper Fuck it period Negative spirits they only keep you down A myriad of Satan substances in my system Still my wisdom is never once compromised That's between God and I Never once forgotten my manners Cause my mama played in public housing Over like a Alabama But she had a different plan for Russ and Ginger, thank the Lord for Jimmy Mathis Pop, they must remember how you held it down when them other clowns disappeared, taught me how to set the scope, shoot and leave with the deer, then made me drink the blood to show me life is precious, the muddy road from nowhere to somewhere, here's my direction. Six fish sticks on the plate A writing Santa Claus I guess he got the list too late Or to catch the fish You bait the hook With little Dylan's poo-poo On Mr. Allen's property He catch you He will shoot you Let these cats amuse you With comical depictions But where I'm from Being broke's no honorable affliction Love some Jimmy Carter But we never even voted But slum is still slum So you best believe we told it Every firearm from AK's The 3030s And from live rocks to 
the livestock, they pay the early murders. Thus we work the land like you work the block with yayo. But I choose cheese over cattle, cause the profit's way more. Might get locked away though, peddling the snow cones. So we keep it simplified with acres of that homegrown. Plus the finest shine that you can find inside of Memphis. From east nowhere to west somewhere, still the grind is endless.